The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. And a very special Mother's Day roughhouse to all of you motherfuckers out there. <laughs> Happy motherfucking Mother's Day roughhouse from all of us that's here kind of, at the roughhouse. That's kind of what got you into this whole mess, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And boy, what a Mother's Day it's been so far. Yeah. Yep. She Breakfast in bed. Is, oh, man, I didn't have enough fucking space on the tray for all the shit that I made. Yeah, I guess that's what was expected uh, uh-huh. and uh, didn't happen. No, I didn't do a goddamn thing. Um, and someone is <clears throat> someone's none too pleased with your boy right now because I uh, woke up and said uh, happy Mother's Day. And that was the fucking extent of it. Oh, yeah. And sort of got myself a talking to and I felt bad in the middle of I got distracted. I was I was. uh writing out a BGE check and I looked back up and I said, I'm sorry you were saying, and then, uh, you know, just kind of feels lonely and, you know, wish something would have been done for her. And I said, yes, you are right. Um, you got to repeat that last part. I was, it is mortgage with a T or with a G cause I keep misspelling it whenever I write it out this, but you wouldn't know, you don't, you don't pay for it. So, I, uh, yeah, just, I said, uh, you know, what can I, uh, do for you to, uh, make this day better? And, uh, you know, she told me we're going to be, you know, seeing some family today. And I was like, uh, where are we going? And she told me, and I was like, you, I am so sorry. You're going to have to text me the address. I was just online paying both of our car insurance. So you got to repeat that. I'm sorry. You got, Oh, look at that. You got your sisters doing it for themselves shirt on. Okay. Look at that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kayfabe. Yeah. Keep that up. All right. <laughs> Kayfabe's alive. And alive and well. Kicking. Kicking and fucking screaming. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, today has been a fucking humdinger so far. Today has been great. Man. <clears throat> yep. You know, you, you ride, you, you go take the highs with the lows. You have the, the highs of uh, of Tuesday and Wednesday where you got to do some pretty awesome stuff. Got to do some Metallica uh, shit. Pretty cool. Regarding Metallica. Yeah, you got to dress up as Lars Ulrich mm-hmm. and interview Lars and uh, get a little FaceTime. You got a lot of time with the dude. Yeah, we got to talk to Lars on Tuesday. Got to talk to him Wednesday. Uh, bullshitted with him a little bit over uh, email. Just thanking him for his mm-hmm. time. Um, it was really funny. What a sweetheart Robert Trujillo is. On Tuesday, the bassist, we were interviewing Lars. He accidentally walks in while we're interviewing Lars, and he's got his bass uh-huh. slung around his shoulder, and he does like a whole, like, oh, God, sorry. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to know you guys were in here. I'm like, it's okay. You're in Metallica. <laughs> you could swing <laughs> you that fucking pass. guitar yeah. at my head right now, and we'd yeah. be like, that's cool. That, that I, I beg you. Matter of fact, I'm now <laughs> mad at you because you didn't bash me over the head with that fucking guitar. Oh, man. That was a good show, though. Did you stick around for the show? I stuck I around for really probably 75% it. of it. I think I left right okay. before they said goodnight before Encore. 
Okay, so you missed battery. I know that's your jam, though. Yeah, I was fading, and we had yeah. some we had some fucking uh, management up in our suite that were. Mm-hmm. I don't know what song they were air drumming to, but it wasn't what was on the stage. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, you and that teal windbreaker are flying to the... and fro." Yes, it is, and <laughs> it was it was that cat. He was <clears throat> uh. he was swinging his arms around. I'm like, "What are you?" What are you listening to right now? Are you listening to Dragon Force on one and a half speed? Because I don't know what you're hearing, but and you're right in front of everybody, and everybody is standing behind Homeboy, mumbling, "What the fuck is he doing up there?" Like we're trying to enjoy the song, but someone that is too powerful enough to tell him knock it the fuck off is having right. a seizure in front of all of us, and we just want to watch the show, but he's in front of everyone, windmilling. Oh, in a glad I didn't make it into the suite. No, you would have. You missed nothing. You missed. Thanks for not coming through, PJ. You missed nothing. <laughs> it was just a sea of fucking drunk clients and bunch of moms letting their hair down for one day of the year and just clinking glasses oh, of fucking white wine. You'll uh, you'll enjoy this. We've been we've been passing this around today, and I'm sorry. This is getting real inside baseball here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this up to the screen. This is uh, we had a uh, Metallica broadcast. If anybody was at our Metallica broadcast off of uh-huh. Ravens Walk with Kirk and Marianne down there yeah, holding up the I... fort. Um, after that, we uh, we whipped we whipped this up. Let's see if I can get that to to hold on. There we go and a little photo we took. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing like not being able oh. to hear the show for the first hour and a half, and then having that banner yeah. that the big boss told you five times to make not show up so we're just taking uh, photos behind a big fucking cement pillar while uh yeah. those two fucking knuckleheads and beetlejuice are trying to find out about backstage access all goddamn day <laughs> like, like. you know I, I swung by and um it was it was one of those decisions or one of those uh moments where you just like think to yourself i made the right choice you did you did <laughs> You did big time. Shit was going awry, and I just sat there like I have I I, I have no responsibility to fix any of you this. Know, so I just stood there, and then I just wandered that's off. That's where I gotta correct you though, because nothing was going awry when the natural order of things is fucked up. That was standard operating procedure. Everything well, going to shit is just yeah. sort of um, our 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 mean. Our base level, yeah. it's the zero point. Yeah. So actually, everything was going according to plan. Microphones. The more things change, uh, yes, for, the more they stay the exactly. same. Exactly. We are, we are at, and this is no exaggeration, I want to say, <clears throat> out of 20 live broadcasts, and I'm going to round this number. I think we might have done more, might have sure. done less. Out of 20 live broadcasts, 18 of them have been fucked. To the point where we're going into the big boss's office every time. And at this point, it's actually turned into like insane laughter. It went from, hey guys, what happened? What happened? To God damn it, it happened again. To dead stoic silence. To Munchausen syndrome. To eventually Mm -hmm. insane crazy person fucking Joker laughter that I can't believe this has happened again. And now we're actually uh, having a good laugh at you know whose expense uh, the, the the big boss oh, yeah. because he's been told a thousand times that it is yeah. it is fucked from Jump Street, and every time it's like, well, there was an issue with, well, there was an issue with, well, you see what happened was, and then when, when Metallica gets fucked, mm. that might yeah. have been the straw that broke the camel's back this yeah. week. You would yeah. you would think that, but how many Ravens broadcasts have gotten fucked, <clears throat> and you know they're one of our biggest partners, or I say our one of your biggest partners and stuff like that. You know, it's just when 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 you don't pay the people who are in charge of putting shit on and together, then what if I'm making eight bucks an hour, why am I uh, stressing getting shit right? I think it's a, I think that's a that's a that's a a philosophy thing that maybe if if you you do it right you might move up now you're obviously the opposite that 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 didn't happen but i'm pointing at myself right now for you people who can't see yeah but when you did 12 years when you did it it got up uh everyone else it just it just never does and never will everybody's me and 
It's just now we dread live broadcasts. We just we we yeah. actually it's funny it's a this this past week after Metallica was said and done, we said we are done live broadcast. If Beach Bash coming up in a couple of weeks, right. we 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 can't have that fucking crew put that shit up. Yeah. Hire someone. We don't give a fuck. Steve will be there. You'll be all right. Uh, we don't know. We don't know if he will be. Oh. That's TBD. So okay, yeah, maybe fucking cargo pants will be there or. I don't know, someone from AM, you know, the guy that subscribes to Soldier of Fortune magazine, all fucking five foot five of them with your military cut, just waiting for the race war to pop off. Yeah, we'll see if that fucking happens. Um, oh, boy. Oh, man. Hey, also, big, 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 big shout out. Thank you so much. The IG, uh, excuse me, IG, OG538, which has yeah. molded into the OG43. I uh, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to all the uh, Patreon subscribers. Now you say to yourself, uh, "I thought it was forty-four. It's actually forty-three now." So uh, well, shout out! Didn't we? Did you check that we picked up somebody new this week? We're on, on there right now, as a matter of fact. Let's get a look here. Uh, shout out! Good content up. Yeah, forty-three. Forty-three. So uh, 43. keep turning up, guys. Keep turning up. OG <laughs> forty-three at this point. It's got a good ring to 538's it. 538's dead. The 44 lasted a week, and now it's the 43. We're getting into NWO 2000 territory here, where it was just Jeff Jarrett, the Harris brothers, <laughs> and like Scott Steiner would show up now and then. Right, just to do some math. Basic math. I mean, I mean, one plus one equals Rick Steiner. We got yeah. <laughs> the era of the 538, which was Hogan, Hall, and Nash, gone, yeah. long since fucking dead. Then we had the 44. It's like, wait a minute, this is the relaunch. Band is back together, but something doesn't yeah. seem right. And now just people are fucking quitting the company all over the place. So, yeah. hey, shout out, guys. Keep, uh, keep that up. For the 43 Appreciate that are you. there... We appreciate you. The other, the other, and hold on, I'm going to do the math. I'm going to do the math. Uh, The other 495 of the OG 538 suck an acid-covered dick in the depths of the below. Okay? I mean it. Suck a spike-covered dick that upon completion unleashes liquid-hot magma into your fucking slow mouths. We somehow lost patreon subscribers with additional content so you want bonus episodes go fuck yourself do you want product and shit go fuck yourself christoph's gonna keep cranking out them fantastic sgw updates but you want anything fresh from your boy eat the dirtiest part of my ass because (laughs) hey how about this next person to make a 50 dollars donation you get to be the fucking co-host for the bonus episode because you ain't getting shit from your boy anymore (laughs) Right, <laughs> you can suck it. Goddamn, last podcast on the left. Let's let's take a don't look. even look it up. Don't even. I, it's look too it late. Up. I've, already do it I've already started. I've already started. Last Why? podcast on the left, which sometimes only gets three podcasts a month, and admittedly, they're fantastic. Who Google's having trouble fucking loading the page. The number is so big. Let's give it yeah. one. Oh, there it finally popped through. Gotcha, gotcha. Three podcast sometimes for a month twenty two thousand four hundred and forty two dollars holy shit now it's a great show marcus henry ben turn up listen to you guys every single week don't even make me go over to come town and our boys rob and joe oh fully fucking surpassed us once a month they're doing one show a month yes they do one do one actually do one a week but they yeah. So uh, hey, keep uh, th- thanks guys. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the fucking support. They do one bonus. They do one bonus a week. I thought they. Do oh one no, no, bonus no, they do month. one bonus show. Month. I'm sorry. I thought yeah, you were talking yeah, about what one. I meant. No, oh no, no. I was about I'm bonus. looking at shows like fucking last podcast and come down that don't do fucking anything bonus show a month, and they're right. just like, hey, thanks for enjoying us, the, uh, enjoying the content. They <laughs> set a goal for themselves of ten thousand dollars and destroyed it. So I yeah. feel like sometimes we're just fucking talking to each other on this goddamn thing. You know what, Justin? For me, you it's know, worth that. I, I, it's worth I that. Need that. <clears throat> I need Which that. I need that. Which is why I, you. I will never, ever fucking speak ill of my boy because he's the one guy that I can fucking count on—the goddamn Rock of Gibraltar. All right, he is, he is Plymouth <laughs> Rock to me. He's Creasy. He paints in violence, and he's about to paint his masterpiece. Uh, yeah. 
So, so here's, here, here we are. Here we are. Here we don't are, ask buddy. for shit and don't comment on the Facebook page anymore. Matter of fact, unlike it. Unlike, unlike, I want to get the no, Facebook page like down to 43 <laughs> likes. There, I wish there was a way we could only have no. the 43 people. No, I might that. make, we should make this fucking Patreon exclusive. I would, oh my God, I might start jacking off at the thought of fucking cutting it off unless you fucking pay a buck. I mean, really, it's a zero sum total if we don't. Either these fucking locusts get free shit or they get cut off and I sleep even better. So Yeah, but then we're robbing the realm network of our majestic voices and, and insight. I'm looking around for that realm paycheck and I can't <laughs> seem to find The realm paycheck is they host it for free. We don't have to pay any any hosting or anything like that. How much does that cost? I don't know, Justin. Get some fucking ads, right? right? Put some fucking... Hey, do, go right now to proflowers.com and enter in our promo code ROUGHHOUSE. If your mom uh, decided to just fucking peace out on the family and you want to mail her a bouquet of the 100 Blooms for Mom bouquet, only $10 more gets you that upgraded vase and the chocolates to address unknown, go to proflowers.com right now. Click on that blue microphone and enter in the rough house and you won't get a fucking discount. Page will probably crash. All right, or go to <laughs> Sherry's Berries, sherrysberries.com. Fingers crossed they show up and they're not fucking rotten and smell like apple cider vinegar. Click on the <laughs> upper right-hand corner and enter in our code Penny T. Penny T is not going to get you jack shit. It's actually going to add five bucks to the price, and you can go ahead and mail it to each one of you motherfuckers out there. Take time to send Pro Flowers or Sherry's Berries to another Rough House listener and arrange the petals or delicious gourmet chocolates to spell out Fuck you, sycophant. <laughs> Spell it out. Because he ain't worth dick. Right? I, I wish I could hug you right now. You sound like you need a hug. I'm ready to hit myself on the head with a hammer. <laughs> Don't do I, that. Here, let me show you a photo. This is from yesterday. This is also why, of all the flavors I have to choose from, I went with salty today. Uh, let's go with... Oh. Let me show... A little salt and vinegar. You're full on nuts down yeah, there. Yeah, I'm... Here, let's... Again, I gotta pull my Skype up here. And see if you can see this. All right, let me show you that. Can you see? Can you describe sort of what you're seeing there? That's you in the foreground of a photo with a whole bunch of white people celebrating something in the background. Family photos. Don't know one of them. Yeah. Don't know who the fuck they yeah. are. Got no idea. All right, I know. Whole bunch of white people. Whole bunch of white people. Hold on. Let me see if I can go ahead and zoom in on this, this fucking viper right there. There. There's the two people in the background that I do know. Uh-huh. All right? Uh-huh. That, that, yeah. that fucking thing and that fucking thing. Right there. Yep. Yeah, I know them. But, <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh, God. Forgot about, forgot about that fucking gem right there. That, yeah, I was going to say, there's three right I there. Don't, I don't know. Him. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, so have, you, have you watched any wrestling? I'm recently? all caught up for the most part. Watched okay. a lot of Raw. I watched <laughs> NXT. I watched. I didn't little, catch NXT. Watched a little bit of SmackDown. Uh, good NXT. It was good. Um, I guess it's been so long, and I usually fast forward. I decided to watch the credits this time. Okay. The intro credits. Uh, not the huge. They changed the song. They did. They changed the song. They changed the video. I don't, love it. I don't like the yeah. song, but um, they did a good job of really uh, showing really what a great roster they have. And uh, this is you know me yeah. doing uh, you know a, a sleuthing here. Obviously, Roman's the guy that they want to carry the torch. So they have him splashed at the very end of the Raw, fist out over the logo thing. So you look at NXT, and if rumors are be- believed, dirt sheet innuendo, and the intro to NXT. Very high on my new boy, Alistair Black, because yeah. he's all over that intro. Yeah. He is all what? over the place. Now, he was he did a match on main event this week, I believe. Get the fuck or, out of here. Or, really? Or I think I saw that. Yeah, or somebody told me that. Um, yeah, so it seems like uh, he may not be long for NXT. That's the rumors. Maybe may be coming up. Coming out of, of interviews with, I think, Triple H. With William Regal, that Alistair yeah. Black, they're so fucking high on. They might bring him up uh, sooner him, rather than him later. Him and the goofy guy from Heavy Machinery. Yeah, now Heavy Machinery was not on this week, so okay. I don't know who he is. And I will forever call you him You haven't seen mechanics. Heavy Machinery? No. <laughs> they're, it's, I don't even know how to describe them. They're kind of... Um, think Demolition meets Bushwhackers. Okay, that's that's interesting. They kind of have the uh, the size of a demolition, and they're kind of goofy like the Bushwhackers. Oh, I have seen these two guys. I like them. 
I really yeah, like them. They're, they're, they're goofy. I like it's the guy fun. in the fucking singlet that's built like Rhino. That's the one. The little tiny, the, the the littler guy, shorter guy. He's the one. The other one that Regal said he was super high on and sees big things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I've kind of floated around the periphery of knowing who these two are. I'm. I'm. I like them. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not very familiar with a ton of their work recently, but just me loving like this. The, the same part of me that loved Bull Dempsey. Loves right. this guy. I, I love yeah. an old school, mid south looking uh, uh, King Kong Bundy built yes. style dude. Obviously, a little bit shorter. I always love yeah. Bull. I like Rhino. I just like big, big meaty dudes. Thick, thick. Yeah, the guy's the guy's thick. He's a fucking hoss, man. He's a. There's guy. no hourglass. It's just straight thick down. And and I'm looking at some oh, images of his of his facial expressions, and they seem to be very good, very very emotive. Yeah, he's a goofy son of a bitch. Good, good. I, you know what? Uh, I, I'm glad you brought them up. I think I might go and, and dig into a little bit of heavy machinery today, who I will forever fuck up and call the mechanics. And Yeah, uh, I know. Well, eh, it's, it's, <laughs> there's the mechanics. Well, I call them the Autobodies. The Autobodies, that's yes. Where, that's where okay, it all began. Yes, go, go, the mechanic Gus The Grease. mechanic Gus Griffin and uh, Gary Gary Grease. Grease and Gus Griffin. Yeah. And Gus Griffin. Yeah, there it exactly. is. Exactly. All the old SGW guys. So back to Alistair Black. I mean, How do you he had another him? match on NXT this week, right? Yes, Who did he, he face? did. I can't remember his name. It was, this was a guy that was probably performance center talent. Okay. Hired recently. Right. He didn't even get an intro. He was just there. And what I dug about this match, and it was, this is going to sound very strange, but I think I've said this in the past before about this guy. During the early days of Goldberg, when he was mm-hmm. on Thunder and on Saturday night and dalliances right. with Nitro, every match he'd roll out one new move and yeah. then he'd obviously spear jackhammer the end. Well, they're kind of doing that a little bit, very lightly with Alistair Black, where okay. he will he'll do a quick squash. Then he'll fight back from behind with some some new maneuvers that I haven't seen before. Then he will have a match like he did with this where he had one particular move he kept going to. He threw some fucking knees in this match that were brutal. It was Hideo Itami, my offense's kick. If if he never threw a single punch and just kneed people in the fucking chest, head, and neck the rest of his life before slapping a black mass on you, I'd die a happy boy. He put a knee on this guy. A jumping fucking Sagat Street Fighter II Tiger Knee that yeah. it maybe it's editing, maybe it's, <clears throat> I, I don't angle. know, the, the angle that they shot it from, the fact that they can add a little crisp pop in post-production, but True. it was like real back, like, oh, shit, someone go check on him. Yeah. I think he might have pulled a Rollins Cena and put this guy's nose Snug. on the side of his head. And then spins, um, slaps a black mass, and it's over. Oh, and he does have another move that... I love it. <clears throat> I'm worried about it because if it fucking goes bad, it's gonna it, it's gonna kind of shock master him. Okay. Where he dives towards you, you get out the way. He lands on the middle rope with his feet. Oh, and springboard loot salt into the, into, the, the, into the yoga prayer Dalsing right. pose. A lot of Street Fighter references today. And then he drops right. down into the cross and he puts his hands by his side or maybe into that namaste position and starts to gaze at his opponent. Right. When it goes over and he's batting a thousand so far, it's a thing of beauty. If he yeah. fucks that up at some point, it's yeah. going to suck a lot of the wind out of the sails. And I'm like, it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. People slip like, off aprons all the time. Yeah. They botch Remember Baron it. Corbin did it and oh. I, I had a couple weeks. Oh. There was a couple weeks for me to get back on the Corbin train. I'm like, uh, and I know it was an accident. He didn't do it on purpose or it wasn't like a skill thing. He just slipped on the apron. These things happen, but he, he, when you look when you look kind of foolish like that, it, it's hard to it's hard to okay, that happened yeah. whatever. Let's you just say, get wait, back into the badass. These guys are human. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was sent from some underground Illuminati like cabal with the markings of their triumvirate (laughs) organization. He's here not just to kick people's faces off, but to win elections and create a one-world government. Yeah, like Tom Hanks is going to be chasing him by in the next uh, Dan Brown novel adaptation. Yes, The Circle, not fucking great, so don't go see it. (laughs) Watched it illegally. Um, okay, fair enough. It was it was it was a great match. Uh, We'll get back to the rest of the episode in a second, but let's let's think about... Does he have an opponent for TakeOver? I don't think he does. Let's take a look here. 
Uh, Chicago. Because all I've seen is him face, you know, enhancement talent. I know he in his debut with the last takeover, he faced uh, CN. But uh, to my knowledge, there hasn't been a big feud built up for him um, for this coming takeover, which is next Saturday. I don't know why they slapped it onto uh, Backlash um, to do another takeover. I I, I was curious about that because it seemed like they were sticking around to do the quarterly ones, the big four, before the big four pay-per-views. They were kind of emulating the main roster um, practice of that. But now they're just slapping one in, you know, a month and a half after Mania. Yeah, you know what I think it might be, and this is just conjecture, that Backlash's big anchor point, selling point poster, Nakamura, that maybe the guy that was the fixture for quite some time in NXT is now the guy that's going to be the selling point for this. Why not sort of attach an NXT to it? I don't know. It's a tentative connection at best. But yes, it is confusing that it's not a WrestleMania weekend, a SummerSlam weekend, a Rumble weekend. For it to be backlashes, okay. Uh, Well, well, Chicago has a lot to do with it. Chicago, also. Get ready for just... Always a hot crowd. 10,000 fucking assholes chanting CM Punk for no reason. I know. But they still get hot. They still get hot. They get hot. They get hot. Um... Yeah, as I, as I watched this, uh, you know who I became kind of high on during this episode of NXT, and I didn't see a lot of the United Kingdom Championship tournament, but this uh-huh. dude, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's great. Pete Dunne is fucking great. Pete Dunne is a real piece of shit. And he's, yeah, he's an old school asshole. But he's my favorite kind of piece of shit. I like his fucking terrible singlet. I like his yeah. attitude. I like <laughs> I like everything about Pete Dunne. I, I watched a few matches of his. I watched his... Uh, a big kerfuffle at the United Kingdom Championship Deus stare right. down where he just fucking hauls off and pops homie in the face. Tyler right. Bate, I'm not Eagle sold on. His face. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Pete Dunn, I, I, I'll watch that match for, for the contender, not the championship in Pete. Yeah, no, the, he, he he was one of the ones that stood out to me uh, during the UK championship. And they filmed more stuff as they were in the UK this past week. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes of a show yeah. uh, that they filmed or whatever, but um, they, they filmed some. So we're looking for that soon. And also, um, they've announced the dates early July for the women's tournament. Yes, yes. So, so that's coming. They haven't announced any names yet, although some uh, rumors were swirling that they're looking at um, uh, Mia Yim. Um, I read about that. Mia Yim, she was Jade. Um, she was part Jade. of the Dollhouse. Yeah. She had some great matches with Gail Kim. I've always yeah. been high on Mia Yim. I think she's fucking well, fantastic. There's a particular <laughs> reason for that. I, mean, <laughs> I think you know why. Um, there was also uh, two people's stock went up. One went slightly down again with this episode of NXT, and that was Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross both had okay. segments discussing their triple threat now. With Asuka yeah. because Ember Moon went out. Nikki Cross had a pretty good, weird fucking interview. I thought it was very creatively done. Okay. Where it sold her as kind of a maniac. And they did they did an interesting thing where they couldn't get her to fucking sit still to put a lavalier mic on her. And they right. couldn't get her to stop. She's very fidgety. She's fidgety and she's crazy and she scared everyone yeah. off and tried to fight the crew that was filming her. Like, if she's a member of this anarchist organization that bucks trends, why would she sit down for a one-on-one? Right. She wouldn't. Did she hold it? She held hands? it and kept swatting the shotgun mic away and oh, kept trying awesome. to dive on gaffers and fucking throw furniture at people. She came across as a fucking feral animal. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is cool. I'm, I'm more and more high on Nikki Cross. And then right. Ruby had a real good sit-down interview in a tattoo parlor while she legit got tattooed with a new Ruby okay. Riot-themed tattoo. And they did, they did a... Uh, how do I put this? <clears throat> um, uh, the, the master of the backbreaker. Roderick Strong style, this is what I gave up to be here. Yeah. It was good. It was really well done. It, it was, she kind of dialed back a little bit of the fucking punk girl, riot girl, mom, take yeah. me to Hot Topic so I can buy my next way of life thing. And she just <laughs> kind of acted like herself. And I yeah. felt more in touch with her. And okay. then they cut oh. backstage to uh, Amber Moon, who they let talk. And you got to stop. You got to fucking stop because it is so shitty. It's so fucking low rent that you can't have her speak. Have have the Katana, Melina, Mortal uh-huh. Kombat 2, Facial, Silk, 
uh, surgical mask thing with the fucking yeah, eyes. Billy in. Kay and Peyton Royce were doing that at one point. They kind of didn't. Didn't one of them have? I think Billy Kay had like the 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 mask over the silk mask over the face. Give it thing. to a third person because I can't. She does a thing. Her arms in a sling. Like, Chicago NXT. It was going to be a four way, but I'm not <laughs> going to be there now. But I'll say this: when I come back. Pregnant pause for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm going to be better than ever. And cut. And like, wow, that sucked. That was, don't let her speak. Stop. Man. She's a fucking gladiator in the ring. But yeah. let's spend some time with someone back there first. Brooks. Yeah, who's teaching Karina, promo class it Used now. to be fucking dusty. And I guess they haven't right. fucking filled that role properly yet. So that's who would you put in there? God, who's a good fucking? Yeah, I was gonna say who are the NXT coaches right now? Who are all of the NXT coaches? I mean, obviously you've got Bloom, Brookside, Carino, uh, Sarah Del Rey, Norman, Norman Smiley. You've mm-hmm. got uh, Sarah. Who else are the NXT coaches? Because none of those people are jumping out at me as oh that was. Um, the person, associate producer, promo trainer, Ryan Katz. No idea. I don't know who that is. Uh, backstage personnel. Oh, wow. There's all kinds of people. Uh, well, who would you, if you, if you, you know, if you're triple H and, you know, a couple years ago when dusty, uh, hits the old sapphire in the sky, um, who would you, who would you put in, who would you put to teach that class? God, who would I hire that's back there? Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of who who's already a part of the organization that I would that would bring on and who's not. I, you know who's there that I know he's a writer for SmackDown. I believe he's a head writer for SmackDown at this point. Is is Road Dog Jesse James? I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, perfect. Um, you know he's he had the gift of gab, um, and that's really the only thing that got him over because his uh, in ring ability was functional, average. functional yeah. at best. Yes, but he yeah. he he was sort of cut from that Scotty too hotty mold where he can get a crowd going. No one was yep. going to mistake him for Steamboat at any point, but he was functional. No. He was entertaining as shit. Uh, yeah. Not not never going to be remembered as a great technician, but will be remembered mm-hmm. as a hell of a hell of a performer. And showman. Now let's think outside of the ring. Who is not there? Who's not working that you could bring on and put in? For promo class or for anything in NXT? For for <coughs> NXT oh promo. So let's just go straight for promo pro, right just now. Just straight promo class. Uh who's not who's not who, who would be available that that the WWE can go, ah, let's send this person in Ember Moon on a long weekend to fucking the Catskills. What about Edge? Edge did a that's a man, that's a really good that's a really good suggestion. Edge was great. What about a tag team of Edge and Christian? Let those go yeah. let them they, they'll teach people not just to speak, but to play off of other people. Right. They had a great rapport. Maybe they can bring them in for some special classes. I know they need to do it right. more often than just a now and then thing, and I'm pretty sure yeah. both of those guys would be rather costly. But right. Plus, I know Edge is trying to, you know, is getting into the, the the acting sort of thing a little more these days, and you know, him and Beth Phoenix just poops out another kid. So yeah, good on them on that. But uh, I think I think Edge would do well. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get the Rock down there to teach any no, sort of no, aside I get, from yeah. a one hour, hey, how you doing, sort of tour for PR sort of thing. I mean, Austin, obviously, same sort of situation, way out of the uh, the price range to do that, but would be great. Um, you know. Uh, I think of like the whole heart dynasty and the only ones that are left weren't the great promos. Um, so we don't want, you know, I, I wouldn't want Bret Hart teaching a promo class. Do you know who I would? And it's funny that you said Bret Hart because this guy has had crossover with the hearts and the dungeon and Canadian wrestling. And he currently does a podcast alongside someone that will never be remembered as a good stick man. Lance Storm, Don Callis. The Jackal, okay. the Virus, yeah, Cyrus. He was an unbelievable promo. True. He, True. if you listen to his interviews, listen to the Jackal Don Callis interview with Jericho, where he explains his rocky, 
fucked up tenure at the WWE about him and Rick Martel were supposed to be there as a tag team. And then Martel bounced and went to WCW and they just really wanted mm-hmm. Martel. But then the WWE was stuck with the Jackal. What do we right. do with this guy? Who do we put him with? When he was doing all the great jewel on the forehead cult stuff during yeah. the early days of the Attitude Era prior to the explosion of Austin and Rock. When he did the thing where they would lower him from the ceiling and interrupt matches and he'd give this big... He was David Koresh. They were making him David Koresh yeah. from Waco. Right. And then they saddle him with the oddities. It, it, his, his tenure there... He was with there, Kurgan alone first. He was with Kurgan, exactly. Then he was with the Truth Commission. And then right. he was with the oddities. They kept putting him with people that needed mouthpieces and none of them yeah. fit because he outshined all of them. Don yeah. Callis could talk. Don Callis is out of work and Don, out of work. He's out well, of professional yeah, not, wrestling for right. the most part, except for his podcast, which Lance Storm called Killing the Town, which is a great podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, you know what? That's my absolute number one pick. If anybody that's a good one. of the OG 43 can fucking get a hold of Callis and <laughs> say, give that man a goddamn job, that would be it. Just take take her take Ember Moon on a weekend and, and teach her how to talk. Take her naturally. to I don't know. Take her to the fucking the mountain where the League of Shadows trained and spend some time with the Blue Flower, getting her to fucking speak proper because she's got the in ring work shit down. Right, right, right. It was like that time you asked Uncle Vince to cut a promo on CFED. Oh, remember boy. that? <laughs> it was one of the oh, worst things we ever boy, heard. That was. That was the absolute shits. That was the that was as, as Tony Schiavone would like to say a popcorn fart. That was yeah. That was not good. Um, was not hey, good. getting back to Alistair Black for a second. What do you do? Yeah. Say say tomorrow. You uh-huh. got the you got the nod. You got the call. You're coming up. Okay. Where do you fit him in? Do you make him uh, an enforcer? Uh, do you make him a mysterious presence? Do you pair him with anyone? What do you do for I him? Feel like you kind of already have the spooky guy. Spooky guy in Bray Wyatt gotcha. on Raw, so you'd have to put him on the other show. So SmackDown, but what is he? Is he a uh, babyface? Is he a heel? Uh, SmackDown is light on the high heels, like upper card heels. Um, so if he could kind of fit that mold, it would work well because uh, he got the dark, mysterious sort of thing. You know, has he cut a promo? Has he spoken? I don't think he's said anything yet on NXT. I believe right. as Tommy End in the UK tournament is a surprise. Uh, he might have said a couple of words. If memory serves me correctly, I could just be imagining that. But as Alistair Black, he hasn't opened his lips other than to breathe. Right. So, you know, there's there's you you could take that there. Um so having him, you know, the dark cultish sort of thing on the same show as Bray Wyatt, who is, you know, does the spooky stuff, but with no real uh, teeth or fangs to him. I, I, don't, I don't really see the point of having them on the same show. Yeah, unless <clears throat> you have a head up on each other because you have the demon too. there. You got the demon. You've got this cult leader. You've got whatever the fuck black is, the dark priest or however they're going to call him. Right. <clears throat> I. I don't know. Do you make him like a brother black? Something, something from the the, the past of, of of Braves, where they take each other on. Is he part of some new Wyatt family? Is he one of the new members of the Wyatt family? Uh, I don't think someone like Black. That I, admittedly, it sounds like they're high on. I don't think they're shove him directly into the main event. High on, right? I I would I would think either put him with or across Bray. To benefit Bray, almost Black just gets the rub by For coming what? up. Uh, have <laughs> what use is there to benefit Bray at this point? He's just anything you can do to fucking there. save that guy. It might add a new level of hey, you know, I lost Harper. Rowan's fucking worthless. Strowman's above me at this point. He's got some new member that he can unleash on people. Yeah, I, I just I don't want it. I don't want them with the intentions to 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 boost Ray but it or Bray but it drags down black that's that's my worry it's a concern with someone like Bray yeah that you know he's he's you know I like to say snake bit outside of that little championship run there hasn't been a whole lot yeah. going on with him what what is what is going to be Bray's program now it's going to be Bray and Finn correct or are they going to shuffle that some because of the Stroman injury yeah I think it's I think it's being shuffled a bit um but I'm not a hundred percent uh I think I think I read somewhere Reigns versus Balor. I'm reading today um, that they might put Reigns in the IC hunt now. <sighs> that Reigns, it might be Reigns and Miz. 
keep him away from titles for now. Let just let that cool uh, for a little bit. Just let him. I don't. I don't know. I mean, what about Bray and Reigns? Have we we've seen Bray? And Reigns, I believe right? we have seen Bray and Reigns. I mean, we've seen Bray and fucking everybody other than Ellsworth yeah. and Natty. I mean, and, and guess what? He's <laughs> lost to them all at some point. Yeah. So. I know. And, and you know what? Watching, and there's been articles written about this, and I do have to agree, and I meant to bookmark this Cage Side Seats article and, and to read the damn thing back because a great point was made that when when you lose someone like Strowman, looks like he's going to be out to, for July, until July yeah. with this shoulder thing, I get that taped Raws in England and in other parts of the world don't kind of have the same sizzle as live stuff, but without right. Strowman around... It seemed like a very lost at sea raw. It, well, he was there. It it seemed, he, but it seemed like that he would. They know he was injured. That right. that show apparently they knew he was injured. So don't. Right, have that's why him. they wrote him off with yeah. the injury. Yeah. That's so Reigns came out and beat the shit out of him. It's but it seems like with that that show they didn't they accomplished nothing in three hours. No, it was a lot of treading water there, and the UK shows are usually like that, um, which is a. Like if I'm in the UK, I'm a little pissed about that. Yeah, uh, which is why I got not into a, an argument, but um, after those shows on Monday or Tuesday, uh, somebody on Twitter was like, "You know, we sell out the O2 Arena all these times, and we put the you know we set a record at Wembley with a SummerSlam. Why isn't there going to be a WrestleMania in the UK?" I'm like, "There's never going to be a live WrestleMania in the UK because of the time difference. There's too much. There's too much money um, to be lost in that." Uh, you know, for the for the cost of flying everybody uh, over the pond and keeping them over there for a whole week to the cost of the, uh, you know, the, the the satellites and the timing difference. And, you know, if, if they if if they did it in prime time in the UK, if they started at seven o'clock, I think it would have to start at like two p.m. On a Sunday in the States, in the East Coast. So, and then it would be, that would be 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Nobody's getting up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday to watch WrestleMania. I got to agree with you. I don't, I, I, I think it'd be great when they get pay-per-views. They used to do those insurrections there. But a mania, right. their, their big anchor point of the year, as great a fan base as the UK is, logistically, financially, it yeah. just doesn't make sense for a admittedly international company, but whose major revenue media ratings center merchandise center is the United States. That's its number one market. I just never see them doing a media there. Maybe by the grace of God, go I one of the big four other than it, like a SummerSlam one day, maybe or a rumble, but you got to fly. Like you said, you got to fly all these people over. You've got to, you've got to, Worry about that time zone difference. Like you said, California, the, the West Coast of the United States, ain't nobody getting up at 9 o'clock, and nobody wants their mania spoiled. So right. it, it, I think it's a pipe dream at best. Um, yeah. Now, I was thinking, too, this is more of a philosophical question for you. I'm going okay. to give you two shows, and you tell me which one you'd rather watch week to week. All right? Okay. And you can answer honestly. All right. If you were given the choice... Between knowing knowing what type of quality was about to be in front of you, okay, would you rather watch Raw or NXT week to week? If you had the option, I just, I just had to pick one. Just one couldn't that not only you couldn't watch the other, but you're like, if I know I want to watch a show that I'm going to be at like at the end of it. That was a good show. I feel more confident in it. If you were going to watch Raw or NXT, probably go NXT. Okay, second question. Would you rather watch SmackDown or would you rather watch Lucha Underground? Which one am I going to be more entertained by? Which one I know that at the end of it, I'm going to be like, I am glad I watched that. I was entertained. Me? Me personally, obviously, the answer is Lucha. Okay. I would answer the same way. I would answer the same way. Now, what are the differences between the two shows that you say you'd rather watch and the ones that you would watch second? They're an hour long. They're an hour long, and they're both taped. I've been listening to podcasts recently and interviews with people and some stars from the past that sort of wax and uh, romanticize the era of the Attitude Era and Uh the WCW Nitro Era. 
and how sort of from the hip that they shot. And I think to myself, how cool is it now that we got a live SmackDown? Raw has always been raw. It's always been live uh, for the most part. Well, yeah, since, yeah. But since the Attitude Era. With it being so scripted at this point, it being so written, so particular. One of the reasons that I think we loved the Raw and Nitro back in the day was that you didn't know what was going to happen. And you saw some stuff that was not planned. You saw even in some of the waning days of WCW Nitro when Scott Steiner was so fucking roided out of his mind that he was putting together some of the scariest, most insane promos for our younger listeners Search Scott Steiner shoot Ric Flair promo Bagwell on YouTube. I know I just gave you a lot to search there. But he loses his fucking mind on Nitro. And none of that was scripted. Search some of the stuff from the Attitude Era between Austin and Goldust when he would shoot from the hip. And you would watch this with a sense of... They put these guys out there, and you hear this in interviews. We told them to go out there and get towards your match at Survivor Series however you can. And then being like, I wonder how these guys are going to do it. But now, the live aspect to me seems kind of pointless. Why bother having it be live when I know that it's live and there could be a mistake that you're like, oh, he didn't mean to slip. He didn't mean to fall there. She didn't mean to accidentally hurt that person or stumble over a promo. What's the point of being live if it's so scripted? Because NXT is scripted. Lucha Underground is heavily scripted. But because of them being taped and edited and arranged creatively, and maybe there can be some sound effects like Alistair Black's kick or some of the backstage segments at Lucha, they're more entertaining programs. I feel like the live aspect has sort of been lost. Its value has been lost. With it being so scripted now, I think it's kind of pointless. Well, okay, to, to uh, devil's advocate that, is is the live the problem or is the over-scriptedness of it the problem? The over-scriptedness definitely is. You're absolutely right. The over-scriptedness of it is. I don't see them getting away from the over-scriptedness. They will never go back to, unless they begin to really hurt financially, and they literally had to cut writers because of costs, you're never right. going to have them be unscripted, they're outside of the, the the rarefied air of a John Cena or a Vince McMahon. Yeah. These guys See, are getting that, handed scripts. That's where it loses its steam is not because it's because of the overly scripted nature of it. It, it, it. And it's just like the Ember Moon thing Um, you were talking about earlier, how she was handed this thing. And, you know, whether she's just sleeping through promo class or just it hasn't sunken in Um, the fact that there. You know, I'm curious that if you put Ember Moon in front of a camera and just said, just tell him you're going to be back and you're going to win the, you know, you're going to go for the title next time, blah, 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 blah. Just give him a direction and to see if she could just go get there on her own. You know, that's the kind of stuff you should be doing down in NXT is teaching these people how to how to get there on their own. Because you think about it and it, it goes it goes past just cutting promos on TV. You're training these people down in NXT to be WWE superstars. And when you're a WWE superstar, you do media. You go and do TV when you're in town. You go and do radio when you're in town. And if you get people up to the radio station who just clam up, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living my dream and, and it's the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, somebody like you is back there just nerding out. And you're like, man, tell me about, you know, the takeover when you won the women's title and da 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 da. And they're like, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a cool moment. It was, it was, it was great. You know, these people should, um, at that point, when they're on the main roster doing media, they should be at the point where they can get to uh, a point on their own without being handed a script. Yes, that would be and very valuable. That gets back to our conversation earlier about having some sort of new promo coach, promo team, right. something where, yes, what, what, a, what a benefit that is. I completely see your tie-in if that if you, you're not going to be handed a script for a media appearance, for a make-a-wish, right. for a radio gig, for an interview. So Now, maybe like on a Tonight Show you are, but not maybe, on a normal... 
No, oh, come on. They go through those interviews early. They do. They do. They have. They absolutely have pre-interviews. I got to a couple of Conan tapings with friends before, and I mean, they they write down some of the questions right. that he's going to ask and what you give me the outline of what you're going to say in right. response, so I can take this back to him and maybe he can come up with a great zinger or something like that. Right. Uh, but I, I I think that with them being so so scripted, that if you're just going to script it so heavily, and I mean, really, that's been the talk of. The town, uh, the, the, the scuttlebutt of the dirt sheets from the old school wrestlers to the new school guys to the prognosticators like ourselves and Alvarez and, Met- and, and uh, um, Meltzer, Meltzer, why it's so scripted these days. I, the live aspect of it, it doesn't mean as much anymore to where I enjoy NXT. I watched NXT today and I enjoyed it more than Raw. I read the spoilers already. I knew it was going to happen and I left it far more satisfied than when I watched three hours worth of a live programming of a live program with a ton of scripting and you can't add creative angles. You can't have people go back in and redo some stuff. I would have no problem. Just me. If they got away from a live format at some point and put out a better product with better promos, better matches that were pre-taped ahead of time because Lucha and NXT fucking kill that yeah they do and that's why i you know subliminally i i thought that in my head when i answered those two questions but i think i think it can be fixed if they change their way of doing things in wwe proper one the promos we just we just discussed the promos two um shorter promo segments so, you know, those like those opening 15 to 20 minute, you know, just reestablishing everything that's already happened and then setting up the rest of the night. That can be done in either uh, a five minute promo or in a pre-produced video package to go along with what you're talking about, making it nice and concise. So you do shorter promo segments. You give them more in the ring time because, yes, the promos you're getting a story across but you're trusting in your performers to also get that story across in the ring, which is why – the majority of people watch wrestling is to watch wrestling. Yes. Okay. I understand that promos are an integral part of getting from point A to point B and building up to a match, another match at a certain point. I I, I get that and they're necessary, but they don't have to be that long. They don't have to be that scripted. And especially in this age with uh, everybody prognosticating and everybody, you know, figuring out where they're going to go. You, you What's missing from that uh, long lost uh, era of attitude that everybody loves was the era of unpredictability. Yes. And that's that's the main thing I feel that they're missing is if you see like uh, I mean, obviously, this past Raw was a little treading water as was, but they did that tag team turmoil match, which was the highlight of Raw. Um, But you knew that Cesaro and Sheamus were going to win it. You know, going into it because they're the ones who just attacked the Hardys, and why would they not fight them at the next pay per view? So the like, even though the match was good, the air of predictability wasn't there because you knew where it was going to end. You know, if they would have had, and, and actually, it kind of would have made pretty good storyline sense to have the Golden Truth pick up a win there, kind of like what they did at um at Payback. Where everybody was like, oh, you know, uh, Jericho's going away on tour. Owens is going to win, blah, 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 blah. No, Jericho wins. And everybody's like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Or like what they did with Jinder recently, where no one saw that coming. And holy shit, here's a new direction. Right. But then Jericho loses it two days later on SmackDown. Which, you know, it it, it kind of gives you the thought that anything could happen. We don't really have... That thought, especially not on a Raw or SmackDown anymore. Sure, on a pay-per-view, titles can change hands. And SmackDown's been pretty good since they've gone live with doing that. They've had a little bit more of of an unpredictable uh, nature to them. But they're still basically following the WWE mold. I would not mind... um, You know, I, I think back to the turning point in the Monday Night Wars. A real turning point. Some would say it was the night that... Eric Shivani Bischoff gave away the uh, results of the Foley match. Yeah, Bischoff did. Bischoff and Shivani, where they put the gun to their own head and said, "Right, just adds up. Here's the spoilers." And Mick Foley wins the championship. That'll put some asses in seats. And right. then fucking everybody switched over. A yep. spoiler. I think sometimes spoilers catch some shit as far as the 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 
it's souring you to the experience. Full disclosure, I read the spoilers to Guardians of the Galaxy before I saw it because I'm not heavy, heavy, heavy into Marvel. And right. I read it and I'm like, this sounds cool. I'm going to go see it. Loved it just as much. Now, right. certain properties that I'm really passionate about, like Aliens and yeah. uh, some, some Transformers. Oh, dude, you, you read Terminators. I'll read a Terminator one. It's so fucked at this point. But stuff that I'm pretty passionate about, okay, might not read any of those. Um, right. But the WWE, which is going to sound odd, I am passionate about, but not so passionate that I won't curiously click, like, oh, let's see what happened in these NXT takeover tapings. And I'll read them all right. and be like, that person went over that person, that person went over that person. Okay, that sounds good. And if it's written well and it looks like the outcomes are cool, I'm absolutely still watching it. And it gives right. you a chance to go and clean the product up. It gives you a chance to shine it up a little bit, to add some sound effects. It's fucking fake. The whole fucking thing is a put on. So I don't care if you add right. an extra smack sound when someone fucking pops someone. Like if you watch Alistair Black slap that black mass on someone, they're putting a smack sound in that in, in post. Yeah. There's something there. They're doing something. I know you've got the classic, let me gut kick you, slap my own thigh, old school technique of creating a nice sound pop. But yeah. they're adding some oomph to it. Lucha, goddamn. Lucha puts <laughs> a scoop of effects on the stuff. Yeah. And I don't care. Kayfabe is dead. So embrace yeah. it. Now that Kayfabe is dead, be like, okay, the jig is up. Let's have fun with this. And we'll go ahead and add all kinds of fun shit. Now that no one's like, wait a minute. I don't think that guy's really half dragon. I think you can go ahead <laughs> and just tape it. Have some fun with it. If someone gives that Ember Moon quality NXT backstage, cut. Let's try it again. Cut. Let's try it again. Which is odd being that NXT is taped and that's the one that they went with. So oh, oh, that's that's telling that if that was the best take, then yes, yeah, that's the one they went with. That's why I'm so yeah. like, what the fuck? Because NXT is taped, and that's yeah. the one that you were like, and all right, I guess that's the one that's gonna have to do. Dwayne right? stomped that shit. Oh my god, yeah, I will be better than ever when I come back. That's one of the reasons that I think you could you could avoid some of the the hiccups in the ring and some of the yeah. the, the pointlessness of the show I, I, and again two hours would be great it'll never happen and one of the yeah. reasons they'll never get away from scripting again publicly traded company they yep. have to be able to yep. let investors know I was thinking about that earlier there's not going to be anybody that's going to say something mildly if not overtly racist or homophobic or shoot from the hip because we just told them to go out there and Get some heat on blank. Who was the name? What was the name of the guy? Uh, he he was the primetime players manager, and he had the microphone, and he said something about Kobe, and he got fired for it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Got blown out. I, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. He's been lost to the wind, but he made a Kobe yeah. Bryant r- r- rape zazzle. Rape. Yeah. Out. Gone. Uh, if you think, Thumbs if they were a public traded company during the days of Ahmed Johnson taking on the nation and them calling each other fucking Uncle Tom's yeah. and like, woof, there's no way any of that shit's going to happen these days. Or even so, Goldust making out with Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, grabbing fucking dicks and Triple H's <laughs> fucking corpses and you're chopping off cocks. None of that shit's happening. But uh, you can choppy, now choppy. just just fucking script some extra sizzle. I don't need it to be, I don't need it to be live. I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind now. Now SmackDown Live has been better than SmackDown has been in years. So yeah. why not? Didn't you watch it during SmackDown's old taped run? Well, because it was just a fucking Raw highlight show, and yeah, the rosters were the same. But now they've got yeah. their own roster. Tape that shit. Fuck it. Do an experiment. Keep Raw Live. Tape SmackDown again with their roster and add extra levels of fucking oomph, sizzle, take twos. Let's try this. It didn't work out. Everybody reset themselves. It ain't a live crowd business anymore. It is. It's home. It's it's the network. network. It's merchandise. It's shit like that. If a crowd in attendance has to watch them do a take two on some shit, who gives a fuck? All right. It's millions of people being served while 30,000 people have to watch two guys reset. They're going to go and yeah. please the larger audience. You got valid points there. You know, uh, it it would be interesting to see what would happen if they actually did did do that. I I would I would be I would be interested to watch it because you know when I and and also because 
of uh, and we're going off of Lucha Underground here. Lucha Underground they had the idea of the story that they're going to tell from from beginning to end. And they know the middle parts. And again, it's it's an hour, so they have to be more concise and more to the point with what they're doing to get there. Um but just just the the planning it out detailed wise uh in in how you get there i think would really help them out as well because sometimes it just seems like they're flying by the seat of their pants which sometimes they are because of like the braun Strowman injury you gotta you gotta reset the pieces um but yeah that would be uh that that would be something i'd be interested in seeing also i've been thinking about um nakamura recently and I've been I've been thinking about the match he's going to have coming up. I, be, I believe it's definitely going to be him and Ziggler, correct? Ziggler. Okay. Yeah. Um, people are like, man, why haven't you had him wrestle? Why haven't you had him wrestle? Look to some other pretty big call-ups from NXT that got fucked quick. Finn mm-hmm. Balor and The Revival. There seems to be the occasional occurrence of someone coming up from NXT that's Catch got some fire. big hit. Catching fire, Finn's done night one, and then he's gone yeah. for almost a year. Revival comes up. Oh, shit, they're about to clean house. Boy gets his goddamn arm all banged up or whatever he did to himself. It was his jaw. His jaw, it yes, that's right. He jaw. had to have his fucking mouth wired shut. Wired so shut, yeah, and it wasn't even on Raw. It was on an NXT show. I, if, I'm, if I'm WWE, I'm thinking, God damn it. Another one of these fucking guys comes up from NXT and fucks themselves up. Now, obviously, for every one that have come up, there's three that have been fine. Bailey's okay. Charlotte's okay. Uh, yeah. When when Apollo Cruz came up physically, okay. Yeah. Career-wise, not so much. Corbin, fine. But it seems like some of their big, 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 big guns when they bring up, they can yeah. they can be a little snake bit. So I kind of like that with 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 Nakamura. They've spent Joe's some okay. time. Joe's been all right. Uh, uh, Tyson Kidd, not so much. When they, uh, when courtesy of Joe, they, I like that they're kind of letting this breathe for a little bit, get a month out of it, because I'm yeah. worried that Knock is going to, I'm worried every time that he grabs the ropes during his intro and falls back and lets his knees collapse under him, <laughs> that his knees are going to explode off of his body. Yeah. You well, can't do that forever. Yeah. It's, it's a tough move to do because you have to check your surroundings. You could hit your hand really hard on a chair when you try to pull that move. Yes, Chris fucked himself experience. up. That shit hurt. Do you know I used uh, to be able to do that where I could fall backwards and let my knees collapse under me? Where, really? Yeah. I, if I did that these days, I snap every goddamn tendon in my leg. That wasn't just in the uh, handicap cell at uh, Grand Central? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. When I'd pop down underneath of it and just put my head underneath of the stall next to me and said, hey, toilet's broken, but my mouth's still fucking fully functional. Uh, I think I think Ziggler's the, the perfect opponent for Nakamura, really, because Ziggler will sell his ass off for anybody. Yeah. And Ziggler's not known... He's known for being injured, but not known for injuring others. So I think that this this feud is a really good good intro to the main roster uh, for Nakamura. Ziggler's hair has gotten really long too, way long, super duper long. I kind of miss I kind of miss the Rotini pasta hair from a long time yeah. ago, like when he was with Vicky. Oh, I miss Vicky. Oh, I miss Vicky. You know, what? I am going to while we are here right now. <laughs> I am going to search. <laughs> Vicky Guerrero, uh, sex. I'm going to search Vicky Guerrero, sexy pics, and I'm going to leave that in my temporary internet history, and I hope it gets found. <laughs> there is Jesus Christ. <laughs> there, there are some photoshops. Oh, I don't even want to know. That yes, are I so do. fucking good. I mean, that are so fucking good. Just her face on on other on some bodies. unspeakable fucking sex act. Hold on, let me sure. go. Vicky Guerrero, I'm gonna pull this up on my phone. Uh, Guerrero, <laughs> sexy pick. I encourage you, uh, the OG five thirty four of OG forty three forty three to go and do yeah. the same. Let me see if I can find. I want to hold this up to the fucking oh. Man, some of these they really spent time, and that's the one. Some of these they really spent time on, others not so much. Show me. All right, where we got here? Let's get, uh, here we are. This one is fucking superb. Uh, hold on, let's, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, little Debbie. Yeah, Christoph, what's happening there? That's 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 a little Debbie right there. That's an oatmeal cream pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She seems to be enjoying it. I mean, look at her face. 
She does. She she seems to be really into it. Right look at there. that smile. That's that's a that's a happy now look at smile. that smile. Oh, look God. at that smile. Now look at that smile. The vertical smile. Oh my God! It's like a fucking Latin <laughs> soft serve machine. <laughs> oh God! Ew! The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.